Hello, this is Emma Swift and you've landed in a very special place. You're on Planet X here on Community Radio 3CR. Dr. Gonzo, and this one's introduced by is a 60-minute program where we listen to tracks from an album introduced by the artist who made the album. Thanks for listening, and this one's introduced by... Hi, this is Mick Majew. Thank you for supporting Community Radio 3CR, and remember to tune in to Planet X on Thursday nights at 11.30. You are now listening to and this one's introduced by and so thank you to Dr Gonzo for asking me to be part of this broadcast. Some of you may know me from being the singer in the Screaming Tribesmen. Uh, You may know some of our underground hits like Igloo and Date with a Vampire and we had a hit stateside in 1988 with I got a feeling. Uh, I've played in lots of different bands, uh, most notably the 31st with Ron Pino and Chris Welsh from The Died Pretty. Uh, I currently front a band called The Mesmerizers up here in Brisbane, in Queensland. And uh, this album, my latest album, Psychopharmacologist, is a solo record. It's my first, uh, my first true solo album, and it's out on I-94 Bar Records. I just want to thank Dr. Gonzo and 3CR for uh, giving me the opportunity to talk about this album. Yeah, I, I hope you enjoy it, and come and take a trip with us on Planet X. Sea of Souls is the first track on Psychopharmacologist. So last year, 2019, I started to do a lot of experimenting with a variety of loop pedals. I ended up choosing the Electro Harmonix 720 Stereo Looper. I was hoping to add more colour to my solo shows. As well as achieving that, the use of the loop pedals has empowered me to write a lot of instrumental music. The first track on the Psychopharmacologist album Sea of Souls is the first of five instrumental tracks on this album. The track recalls to me mid-1960s to late-1960s surface paradise. In those days, it wasn't the busy metropolis it is today. We stayed in Cavill Avenue when I was a young child. Our parents took us to surface paradise for our Christmas holidays for four years in a row. I remember the Chevron Bowl, the Lido Arcade, tasting gelato for the first time, and of course, the wonderful ocean, exciting and yet frightening at the same time.
So track two is uh, When the Wood is Brown, in brackets, Full Return. This track is produced by Lois Andrews from The Mesmerizers. She also plays bass on this track. The song was inspired by verses in Luke chapter 16. I guess in hindsight, 2020 is a timely year for this track. When wood is mentioned in the Bible, it usually refers to human nature. In these verses, Jesus fires a warning shot to mankind in regard to the world's destiny. Great harmonies and keyboards here by Brian Mann. Cologne. My fiance Ursula plays keyboards on this track. This is an, another instrumental piece and 
When I finished the recording with Brian Mann, I thought it sounded like a cross between Hendrix and Ultravox. The title is inspired by the German city Cologne. It was the first stop on the Screaming Tribesman's first tour of Europe in 1991. We stayed and later played at the Rose Club in central Cologne, where we were based for nearly a week, right across the road from the famous Gothic Roman Catholic Cathedral that is, of course, synonymous with this city. Great keyboards and production from Brian Mann on this track. So track four 
is entitled Betty Jackson. I have always loved country music, but I never really had the platform to perform it until recent years. Again, some great bass guitar and add-ons here from Brian. I remember performing this song a couple of years ago in a little club in the city in Brisbane. Um, this is a couple of years prior to its release. I've had the song for quite some time now. Uh, I remember after the show, a couple of very young guys, 18, 19 years old at the most, they came up to me and they said to me, Hey man, I really love your desert rock. I really love your desert music, man. These same two young kids knew all about Captain Beefheart they knew all about Ry Cooter and all these musicians that I love. I was impressed by, by their knowledge of all these artists and their kind appraisal of my music, certainly because of their young age.
Okay, so track five is called Redhead. Uh, Redhead is a country waltz. I tend to write a few of them. This one is inspired by my fiancée Ursula from uh, formerly a member of uh, Brisbane's electro-pop band Ironing Music. It's a straightforward song and a romantic song and I have always thought that any songwriter worth his salt should be able to write a few country and western songs every year. I am influenced by many country artists and but my favourite is Johnny Cash. think about you in the sunshine I dream about you in the rain When I'm tripping on the moonshine When I'm riding on the train Got the twinkle in your eye And you know you are the one Smile is getting brighter Like your red hair in the sun It's getting better now Every day It's getting better now I just gotta say I like the way you hold me tight And I can't wait for that to start I like it when you take me dancing And when you kiss me in the dark It's getting better now every day It's getting better now, I just gotta say I like the way you drive my car I like the way you keep your home I like it when you take me driving And when you call me on the phone It's getting better now Every day It's getting better now I just gotta say It's getting better now Every day Every day Okay, so track six on Psychopharmacologist is Igloo. 
uh, I started playing this song instrumentally at um, many of my solo shows throughout 2019. It seemed to bring the house down and so I thought I would record it and see how it turned out. Uh, Brian got a great guitar sound for me and obviously this song has, as well as Date with a Vampire and I've Got a Feeling, has been very good to me over the years.
Hi, I'm America's funny man, Neil Hamburger, and you've tuned in to Planet X on Thursday nights at 11.30 here on your community's radio station, 3CR. Black Cowboy is track number seven. So, black cowboys in the American West accounted for over 25% of workers in the cattle industry from the 1860s to the 1880s. One of the most famous black cowboys is Bill Pickett, who is credited with inventing the practice of bulldogging or steer wrestling. I've been thinking about these kinds of things this year, 2020, where a big portion of the news is reserved for what's going on in the United States and the issue of race here in Australia. It's another chapter in the history of the United States that Hollywood is yet to touch on. And of course, our own indigenous people have been cowboys in Australia for many years. So here it is, Black Cowboy.
another instrumental track is the title track, track number eight, Psychopharmacologist. The title for this song was inspired by Carrie Fisher's book, Positive Drinking. I had problems with depression and mental health throughout my 40s, like a lot of people in bands. Glad to be able to come out of the other side of all of that and be able to write about it now. So here it is, Psychopharmacologist. Okay, 
this is the last track for the album, track number nine, and this is an instrumental piece, and it's called When the Crows Fly Backwards. This song is the first lullaby that I've ever written, uh, an instrumental lullaby at that, and uh, the song, uh, it takes me back to a time when my father used to put my sister and myself to sleep at night he would always start the bedtime stories with a saying in deepest darkest Africa where the crows fly backwards I've been reflecting on a lot of things from the past this year and I always thought I was very lucky to have such a kind father he was a soldier in the Second World War and also a miner at one stage, growing up on a dairy farm in country Queensland. He had a very different background to my mum, who was a city girl. When their two worlds collided in the 1940s, that changed their lives for the better, and I was able to adapt to the ups and downs that life throws at you, because I have a lot of knowledge and experience to draw from, from both of them and the two different worlds that they come from. So this is the last track for the album. I hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you again to Dr Gonzo and uh, we'll see you at a show sometime I hope. This is When the Crows Fly Backwards.
Hi there, I'm Paul Elliott and I've been asked by media star Dr Gonzo to mention the 3CR subscription drive and to tell you that it's listeners like you who keep the station running. A commercial free radio station like 3CR has great difficulty paying the bills and so 3CR's existence rests on its listeners to chip in and support the station. It's 35 a year for the unwaged and concession card holders, $75 for wage earners and $150 solidarity band or organisations. You can subscribe to 3CR on the website at 3cr.org.au Subscribe during business hours on 039419 That's 039419 8377. Find out more on 3cr.org.au. Thanks for listening to an episode of And This One's Introduced By. I'm Dr. Gonzo, and I'll be presenting another artist with another album next time on This One's Introduced By. Catch you next time.
far too much metal drive. She said, I don't care what a limey says, I got to get it on. I'm not here to the scene, no, the man who talked from across the hall. Written on the wall A phone number Of a girl dreaming And a sky would call Just a phone booth A farad booth A wonderful place to go Lucky phone booth That is the truth Is the coolest part I know in the phone booth and made my phone call I was shaking a young girl answered hi let's have a ball we had a talk a real sweet talk then she agreed to meet me over a date a perfect mate oh what a love that will be Well, I don't think the lyrics are necessarily accurate in terms of the phone booth experience that most people have in this day and age, and so I will dock him a point for that. However, I did think the song had its good points. 
who are we to judge, though? You know, as you, if you've read the Bible, uh, you know that there can only be one who passes judgment, not only on songs such as phone booths, but on all of our activities in our daily life. And that's why it's very important as you go about your business uh, to consider that you are being watched, you are being monitored. Everything I ever had 
my marriage is turned to dust. It's sad how much money I owe. My career has been a bust. My nights are spent crying, tearing bottles off the shelf, spilling booze on my shaky hands, feeling sorry for myself. But then I see your smiles and your laughs. this do you guys uh, here in australia have a product a potato uh, chip product i guess you call it a crisp maybe uh, uh called pringles pringles potatoes pringle potato chips or crisps oh, i think i've heard of those they're, actually they're, they come in a can yeah now what they've done with those pringles chips is they take uh, all the spoiled potatoes or the the uh, wastes the scrap from a good potato and they uh, they put some bleach on it and then they add some shredded newspaper and uh, and some starch, as if potato doesn't have enough starch. And then they they leave it out in the sun for a while and add some more uh, chemicals. And then they mold it uh, into a potato chip shape and put it in a can, okay? The mm. problem is that because the ingredients they're using, which is sawdust, newspapers, and, uh, and rotten molding uh, potatoes that are have already sprouted because they're using poor quality ingredients uh, you'll end up with a very unsatisfying uh, potato chip if you buy a pringles potato chip it tastes like hell it's not the real thing is it it's trash and that's the problem here is that when you start with a song which is inferior in every way there's really nothing you're going to be able to do to rescue it 
I mean, you can put all the salt and pepper and sugar and anything you want on these potatoes, and you could add a xylophone and a glockenspiel or whatever uh, and get the, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir in. Uh, but you can't dress up the fact that this Blitzkrieg uh, bop is, is just garbage, and I'm afraid that I would uh, have to say that that last track was also garbage. Oh, that's much better, yes. Uh, we're ready, <clears throat> so whenever you want. Right. Yes, I'm ready. <clears throat> so, Arthur, before we come on to talk about the orchestra, you were telling me how your life had been saved by a puff adder. Yes, it was a, a stroke of luck, actually, because um, I was in Dorking having lunch with an old girlfriend, Rosita, and uh, she had a, a puff adder. It was a family heirloom, you know, and uh, she was just pouring me a, a cup of tea, and the, the puff adder jumped out of the little little basket, and I immediately recognised it for what it was, a deadly snake, and uh, rushed out of the room, and moments later the whole house uh, blew up. Poor Rosita was blown up in the air. There was no saving her, so I didn't didn't go back. I just left that to the emergency services. And uh, it had been, her house had been the subject of an attack uh, by a former friend of mine, old business colleague, who had got it into his head that somehow or other that I had run away with, with funds which were due to him. It must have broken down pretty badly for you to have murdered him. Well, it's tit for tat, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, that type of thing, because... Uh, he had attempted to blow me up, and in so doing, only destroyed the innocent life of a Guatemalan refugee. And uh, I take against people who blow up people who I would like to go to bed with. So I, I wouldn't say I murdered him. I allowed him to die. Beneath your own hands and body? Yes, he was beneath, I think. He started off on top. He was uh, having some tea at Fortnum and Mason. And in those days, they had those awful beaded uh, tablecloths. And I positioned myself under the table and um, attacked him from below. In an unashamed way, really? Yes, I was very blatant about it. I think if it was strangling somebody, there's no point pretending that you're giving them a shave, you know. Caused considerable and long-lasting mental damage to many of the people who witnessed that attack. It was a horrifying attack. I mean, all the witnesses said that it was the most unpleasant episode they'd, they'd ever seen at, at Fortnum's. Uh, because people go in there and have a bit of seed cake and a cup of tea, and they don't expect to see live strangling. But you became rather um, attached to this method of surprising business partners, didn't you? Yes, to the, to the extent that it became predictable, and I had to adopt another method. Yes, once I emerged from a huge vat of watercress soup. A one-off sort of thing. It was very much a one-off. I, pre I prefer to just lay on a, a trolley of nice pity four and things like that and then just jump off the trolley onto, onto the victim. <laughs> 